The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. All right. G'day and welcome to another episode of Oz Table Talk. Uh, <laughs> we have our second episode in a series on biblical manhood. So last episode we talked about the making of a man, and that's you know uh, growing up. How how does that affect you know spiritual manhood and physical manhood, all that sort of thing? Now we are talking. about the mark of a man the mark of a man mm-hmm. Luke tell us what that's about and then we'll get into our review okay so basically the mark of a man we're talking about what are the what are the signs or hallmarks of biblical manhood when you're there like we, we've looked at how to get there so to speak or at least we covered a, a fraction of that in the last episode this episode we're going to be talking about what it looks like when it's fully formed in the life so but as for the the review, um, you guys know, we like to do reviews at the beginning of our episode just to give some shout-outs to people that listen to us, and we're really, really grateful for every single one of them. So this one is coming from Narel, Narel Mercer. And so uh, we always have a ten- have this tendency where we Australianize the names where we either make them shorter or longer. So what, what would we do with Narel? Maybe call her Rel. Rel? Uh, I'd probably say Nelly. Nelly? I, Nelly? I don't know why, but yeah, Nelly. Narelle, sounds... if, you, if you're listening to this, let us know what people typically shorten your name to. Oh, that would be interesting. So, so comment on the episode, tell us. But uh, So we're going to go with Nelly. So uh, she said, fantastic conversations, relaxed yet so meaningful. I only wish they would video the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dave. <laughs> I'm sure Dave would wish that too. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, Dave just keeps harping on and on and on about how we should do video, doesn't he? <laughs> You shouldn't lie on the podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, truth of the matter is, everybody, we would actually really like to do video at some point uh, to add that to our presentations. So we could be posting those on the YouTube channel and having the podcast go out um, as per usual. But uh, we're just not in a position to do that just yet. We've still got some uh, hurdles we need to jump before we get there. So it is on the on the eventual roadmap. If someone would like much. to uh, volunteer their services to, to, to video and edit the video and... And all that. Yeah, also, if someone would like to donate as a studio... Well, that, know, that too, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, let's start Time. with the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's start with the studio. Let's yeah. start with my mind. If anyone wants to help with that, Sorry. we have a Patreon. So, patreon.com slash oztabletalk. Let you help. <laughs> well, okay. We should really get into our episode. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Oh, we stopped doing ads, right? Was, um, that, was that the entire review? Yes. That is the entire review. Thanks, And Nelly. nothing but the review. So... All right. <laughs> All right, so let's let's kick the, the conversation off. So we're talking about like when when people, well, when guys actually hit that place where they have become men. So what? <laughs> that sounds so awkward. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So for for you guys, like I mean, we're all living our own lives at this point. You know, some some of us are married or kids or whatever the whatever the case may be. But what did you wish that someone had told you? Like, if someone's coming down to sit to you and said, "When you actually are a man, this is what life is going to be like," and told you something about it, what do you wish you had been told? Enjoy childhood more. <laughs> <laughs> but people said that to me, and I was just like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. It sucks being a child. <laughs> so looking back at it, mm. you kind of wish that they did say that. Yeah. But they did say that. And we didn't listen. <laughs> we didn't listen. Yeah. Not the thing. Yeah. Fully grown man is a um is a problem. It's just there's a lot of responsibility, isn't there? Yeah. I mean there's freedom to go with it yeah. and I I absolutely adore my freedom. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, there's a lot of responsibility. Um, there's there's something manhood. about learning about life when you don't have that responsibility. There's mm. you can you can learn things that you wouldn't be able to learn otherwise. Mm. Men are called to be leaders, and so I think maybe one thing that could have been really helpful to have been told um, growing up was you know to be preparing yourself to become a leader mm. because that's just an, the inevitable the inevitable yeah, Inevitable that, right. pathway mm-hmm. for um, and any man that's wanting to follow in the image of God. So, yeah. mm-hmm. well, it's, it's, what about you? You asked the question. You've probably thought about it. None of us had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably say that I I wish that I had have been prepared more for what what sacrifice looks like, mm-hmm. because when you're when you're young. Sacrifice means something completely different to what it does when you actually, you know, start doing adult life and being okay with that. Because I, I don't know, I don't know why or where I had these these ideas from, but I had at least some sense of what my life would look like, and I love my life. I would not exchange my life with anybody's, but um, just the sacrifices that come with being with being a man are challenging uh, with being an adult just full stop are challenging and uh, I guess I, I even well, I don't know I wish maybe I had have listened more when people told me rather than mm. I don't necessarily think I wasn't told but I think perhaps I didn't listen or I didn't actually know what that would look like and to understanding and yeah to yeah. understand it and be and to be okay with it mm-hmm. because 
sometimes you feel like, oh, but I'm sacrificing. And so therefore I'm not going to, my life isn't going to go where I wanted it to go. But that's actually not the point. The sacrifice is actually often an incredibly honorable path for your life to take in the eyes of God. And Mm. so to be okay with that first, so you don't wrestle with it so much, is probably something that I I wish I had known first. Mm. That's very true. It's Mm. something you certainly do wrestle with for a long time before you become actually comfortable with the idea of, yes... I will um, sacrifice. Um, I mean, it's part of being a leader. The more of a leader you are, the more you sacrifice. It's it's the two go hand in hand. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it's it's about that maturing. Once you've matured, it's it's a case of you get used to, or would I say, you accept sacrificing in your life. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. I think you used an interesting word um, to begin with. You, you said this is about the maturation yep. of a man. And I think that's a really um, important distinction to make that you don't become a man overnight no. um, in the truest sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. there's the puberty thing and that sort of happens <laughs> at a certain time and, you know, then it's kind of done. Hmm. Um, but true manhood is, is a process of, of growing and learning and becoming um, that takes time, a lot of time. Hmm. And one of the ways in which we mature into becoming the man that we are um, or are going to be is by taking the life experiences that are thrown at us Mm. and making the most of them. Mm. And maybe that's another lesson that might have been really helpful to a a lot of us to to have learned. I actually did have the opportunity to learn that one. Mm. um, And I have a counselor to thank for that one mm. um who who you know just advised me to think about the things that i could change not to focus on the things that i couldn't mm. and so i think it's Good really advice. important yeah i think it's really important as you grow and mature to to look at the circumstances situations that you're in in your life and to, to see how can i make the most of whatever it is mm-hmm. you know rather than complaining about where we're at yeah. making the most of it mm. yeah so if we're talking about being a godly man what I guess the question would then be: Then what does a godly man do? What are the those the hallmarks of that kind of a person? I would say, just to start the conversation rolling, I, I would say one of the things that he does is he protects. So, what you know, what does that look like? How how does that happen? That's probably the direction that I'm thinking anyway. Shotgun, don't touch my daughter, you get away. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's a really relatable example for a lot of people. Whether they were the daughter or they were the the dad, so one or the other. Do you think think it's something that we have to learn or do you think it's something that's built into us? I, I think there's the instinct to protect, but there is learning how to protect in the best way pro- uh, possible. Yeah, a more so, mature way. <laughs> so the, the shotgun idea may not be the, the greatest of ideas in many circumstances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling to think of any, but sure. <laughs> Ang- angry bull or something trying to come and... But but yeah, there's there are ways of protecting while still um, being honourable. Being honourable and, and also not um, uh, locking them away, locking children or, mm. or family or whatever away, so that they don't have 
yeah. a chance to to shine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a good distinction. Yeah, I think I think like you said that we are inclined that way naturally as men, um, more so than women. Mm-hmm. Um, women are inclined, very inclined to nurture. Mm. Men are very inclined to protect. Mm-hmm. And um, both are important. They're, yeah, absolutely. They're different, but they're important. Yeah. Just as important as Certainly each other. Not saying that they're not. Yeah. I think that um, we do have to develop it, though. Like, like yeah. you were saying, um, so it's kind of an inbuilt desire, but um, we need to to foster it and grow it in ourselves. Mm. Otherwise, it's just like having the seed and just not watering it. It'll never grow. Yeah, I remember when. You know, obviously, when I was when I was a kid, well, when, when I was living at home with my parents. If there was ever any kind of danger or whatever, the first person that would be on the scene to go and check that out would be my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the automatic thing that happens. Yeah. And now you've taken that role. That's right. Now that's me. You know, I, I'm I'm the one that you know Sarah wakes me up in the middle of the night and goes, <gasps> "Did you hear that?" I'm like, no, I was busy. I was asleep. <laughs> hear what? It sounded like someone opened the door. You know, and <laughs> not that long ago. <laughs> Sweet, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry. What I'm what I'm about to say, but. <laughs> You know, she, the uh, air conditioner was on and she woke up and was like, oh, air conditioner's on. What if someone's in the house? I'm like, what, a thief just come in and thought, mm, it's a bit chilly. I'm going to turn the air conditioner on heat. You know? <laughs> but her first response was to call for me to do the protecting. And my first response was to go and check and then think about the fact that it's kind of crazy that she thought that. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's what's the point. The point that I'm getting at is... There is that automatic dynamic that husbands protect the, the home, you know, and that is something just like you guys were saying that it, I think it is. It is automatic, but there isn't a degree of cultivation. And that, this is why I bring up um, that as an example, because mm-hmm. when we first got married and I remember the first couple of times that, uh, you know, Sarah woke me up for that particular purpose. I remember the the fear that came along with that because I w- I'd been asleep. I didn't know what, what she'd heard, you know. <laughs> What are you talking about? You go check. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never pulled that one. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to... Wanted Glad to, to hear that. Yeah, I wanted to wake up in the morning. Good on you, um, But I, I remember actually thinking it through as I was like sneaking out to find the assailant, uh, which wasn't there, but as I was sneaking out to do so, I remember realizing, oh, wait a second, this is, this is good and proper, this is appropriate, this is who I'm supposed to be. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting thing that, yeah, there is the natural, but there is also the intentional side Mm. to that. Yeah. Mm. I think with the, um, if we're talking on the next point, which would be emotional, Mm. I think this one, I think women, it comes a little bit more naturally for them because of that nurturing nature. Mm. But um, it's very important for us as men to also um, have that emotional protection Um, that ability to um, go up to somebody who's having a bit of a tough time and actually um, listen to them. And, I'm, and when I mean listen, I mean absolutely listen. I mean, we men are fixers. We just, the moment we hear a problem, we just want to get in there and we go, you know what? Here's your solution. Go forth and fix. Mm. Yep. Sometimes it's a matter of... You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of sitting down and listening and going, well, emotionally, where are they at? Do they need me to fix or do they need me to just sit there and go, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Yeah. And the other side of that as well is if you can, and this is something, and 
I agree with what you're saying because especially, you know, obviously for everybody, everyone is in need of that protecting that is in your sphere, right? Each of us have a sphere of influence where we are the the active participant protecting the people that are around us. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I'm married and, you know, have and I'm a dad. So, you know, there's an obvious sphere there. But, I mean, you know, even Dave and Nato, you know, you, you guys have a Sabbath school class, the, the teens, in a, in a pretty legitimate way, you are protecting them emotionally, spiritually, because you're giving them that support as well, because that's mm. their people that are in your world that are under your care, in a, in, a, in a sense. So I think we have to look look for those opportunities around us. But yeah, like you were saying, the emotional side of it. But how many times have you seen someone being hurt by somebody else? Mm. You know, and the really, it is also our responsibility, like you're saying, to protect people that are being hurt by others wherever we see it happening within our, our sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Step in and go, come mm. on, come on. Yeah. Have a think about what you're doing. Mm. Are you helping or are you hurting? Yeah. And sometimes you can't always change the person that's doing it. Sometimes you just have... It, it is more a case of rendering emotional first aid to the person that's on mm. the receiving yeah. end. But Either that or just being, being a shield yeah. for them, absorbing oh. that mm. flack and going, you know, a lot Whatever. of time being there is enough to yeah. at least stop it for a time. Yeah. So what what about what about spiritually? How do you how would we as men protect others spiritually? This is actually the reason one of the main reasons I actually got into involved with um church ministry because I actually had the um thought that one day I'm going to be the spiritual head of my household. I'm going to have to look after the spiritual needs of a wife and children, and I want to be the the, the best um, spiritual guide um, to help them. I want to um, be able to answer their questions about God if they have them, being able to um, give them the biblical guidance that they possibly need. Hmm. And, yeah, it's it's really quite important for us to have that knowledge and being able to uh, reach them as well. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the other things is uh, surrounding this is that sometimes, especially if people are new in the faith, even if they're not necessarily new to you or whatever, but uh, sometimes they can get confused by, uh, you know, people that are teaching something that that's different from scripture or whatever. And so like you're saying, Ben, if, if we are going to be men, we need to be equipped mm. to be able to point out those errors. So you, we can spiritually protect them from going down a spiritual path that is not the best path for them. And how we do that is also quite important. I mean, yeah. um, often you'll, you'll see um, people make that mistake of just that pure condemnation. Yeah. You, well, need, you need to, and they, they forget to, protect mm. emotionally and uh, at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being Whereas, able to reach them where they are and then guide them on the um, on the path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, uh, as far as being a man, well, we, we talked a bit about this in a previous episode, but what about providing? What does that look like in the, in the life? I think it's... Also, one of the things that comes naturally kind of goes hand in hand with protecting because you, you've got, you know, protecting against harm. But then, what about protecting against, you know, lack of food and and yeah. and lack of shelter and those sort of things? So, in a sense, it's it's protecting, but um, in a slightly different 
uh, slightly different Same aspect. Same principle, though. Yeah. I, I was thinking about how to define uh, providing because providing we often think just exclusively about money, right? That that's yeah. that's the thing that we think of. But I think it's I think it is bigger than that. And yeah. the way I was thinking yeah. about defining it was like a man that is providing essentially makes it possible for those around him to flourish. Mm. So the people mm. that are in you know in your care for want of a better word or, or at least you that you have access to or you desire to help that you're providing an environment for them to to flourish and grow and be what the best that they can be you know and I think about my dad being a great example of that because he always ensured you know through his work but also uh, you know through his job but also through the work of his hands always mm. made sure that we you know where we lived, you know, that was somewhere that we could flourish, you know, for whatever yeah. our needs were as a family. It so. c- kind of reminds me, for some reason, of, of like a, a hedge around a um, a garden. Hmm. Yeah. Is the hedge, you know, something that is you know amazing and, and beautiful, the thing that people look at first, yeah. or is it what the hedge protects, what the hedge allows to to flourish, mm-hmm. um, and you know, keeps other things out um, that would would harm it. Mm. It just allows those plants in the middle to to flourish. Mm. Yeah, true. So the microman is kind of like mm. that. It's unselfish, let and like you're saying, allowing the people that you are protecting, that you're providing for, mm. to flourish. Mm. So in what you're saying, it's also quite often not the the spotlight. It's not on them. Yeah. Um, not always, no. Yeah. Quite, quite often not. You were saying, Luke, about sacrifice as well. Mm. That part of being a man and protecting and providing is that you're going to have to take a few hits from time to time. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be the one that toils away when everyone else is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and those things should be considered an honor for, mm. for a godly man. Mm. And I think it's important that we recognize we're not just plucking these things out of nowhere. These these are characteristics that are coming down from our Father, right? Yeah. Um, our Heavenly Father protects us and provides for us. He's our shield and defender, the Bible mm-hmm. says. Yeah. Um, and, and He's the one that gives every every good and every perfect gift. Mm-hmm. So, so we're modeling our lives after God if we are yeah. being protectors and being providers. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, those things are important. You could even say that this is what Jesus did when he was on earth mm-hmm. he protected the people that were around him he provided for their needs temporal yeah. spiritual physical and he allowed the, and he helped them all to get to the place where they could be the mo- the most valuable and most uh, mature in and of their own right yeah. Yeah. enabling yeah. enabling enabling and help, there's a good word yeah. and helping those around them grow mm. uh, I mean just think about our own lives we've all been Sabbath school teachers and it, it's a really good example of enabling um mm. You, you guys work with the um, the kids. It's the amount of enabling you guys do is incredible. Mm. You make a real difference in their lives. The minute you go and actually talk to some of those kids for any more than five minutes, it becomes very evident how effective that, that uh, these two are, which is great. Can I just um, take us back a little bit to mm. um, mm-hmm. talking about these notions of protecting and providing? And, and NATO kind of mentioned that protecting can take on a negative form, mm. and sometimes providing can as well. Yes. If we if we take these things to extremes, so it's important that we don't then go. Well, I'm the provider, so I need to become 
to, to the extent the provider to the extent that I'm a workaholic yeah and, and never be around the family that's right well, and I'm no longer yeah. now providing for my family's needs mm. emotionally spiritually yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah socially um, because I'm all about making sure that you know they have the best stuff for mm. whatever and it's going to be in our hearts to want to give them the best stuff absolutely mm. I'm sure that you know you as a parent Luke you guys as p- people that have been married and experienced that um, you want to provide the absolute best for the ones that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing short of that. Um, but you need to not, not go to the extreme that your life becomes so much about providing yeah. that you're no longer living life with that person yeah. as well. Yes. So yeah. just just important that well, we note that. That, that. that kind of reminds me of where God commands men to love their wives as Christ loved the church. It's, you know, it may not be our natural language to 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 show that the way that the wife needs that, mm. but at the same time we need to, you know, provide that uh, the 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 means for that to fulfil that need in 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 our wives, mm. um, because to be a a well-rounded provider it's it's not just about money it's not just about these sort of things there is like you were saying there's it's also about those emotional needs exactly um and and social needs i guess what what i'm hearing you say now though is the fact that uh, being a godly man is it's not about any one thing it's about having a balance of all the right things balance yeah yeah. Yeah. that that whole difficult thing how how yeah. often do we unbalance our lives just yeah. one thing yeah. just pulls us in one direction and, and sometimes it won't come naturally oh yeah it, most of the time it will not mm-hmm. i i would like to go back to an, an idea that dave mentioned previously and this was talking about the fact that right at the beginning of every episode where men just by definition if you're going to be a godly man that necessitates you being a leader mm just let, let's flesh that out a little bit. Well, what does that mean? Does that necessarily mean that every man is going to be the like the front of an organization and do it, doing his thing? Or like what what sort of a leader? What does that mean? What does that look like? That means people will follow you whether you like it or not. Hmm. Um, every man is going to have somebody who's going to be wanting hmm. to walk in in his shadow, hmm. whether that's another man or a boy hmm. or or a woman, mm-hmm. girl. Um, the, you're you're going to have someone that's going to you know look up to you um, mm. and look to you for for leadership in their lives, mm-hmm. and so your life is not your own in mm. a sense. That's what it means to be a leader. Mm. Mm. And and also being willing to take the first step mm-hmm. when there's a difficult situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're the default initiator. Yeah. And ultimately, if somebody is following you, like you were saying, Dave. If someone is following you, you have to recognize that you are then doing two things. It's your responsibility to set the course that's that is worth following. Worth following, yeah. yeah. Um, and second, and, and well, the second point is that you are modeling, or at least supposed to be modeling, the character of God. Yeah. At that point, and so if they're following you, you have this massive responsibility that uh, you know you are leading them closer to Christ, not away from Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also why it's so important. You talked about balance and being rounded. That's why it's so important to not just 
not just focusing on any one area and become you know excellent at that and that alone hmm. because your your life is going to tell a thousand stories mm. um, and if one of those is really great and the other you know 990 of them really stink um, then your overall um, the, the the pathway that you are leading people in overall is going to be a negative one so it's really important to to like you said Luke you know to really reflect on is the life that I lead worth following mm. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking. Um, remember, we did the uh, studies on the on the kings of Israel, whether yeah. they were good or bad, and hmm. Solomon um, popped up again for this one because, yeah, you can. He had some really bright shining events in his life, but all in all, we had to conclude that he was an evil king. Yep. He yeah. he had those 990 bad stories, and yeah. he led um, Israel astray so much so that. Um, it was hundreds of years later that his mess was eventually cleaned up. Yeah. 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 I think another thing that we haven't spoke about, spoken about as yet as relates to a man being a leader is that we provide accountability and structure that isn't necessarily going to be found somewhere else. And I think that's... You can tell he's the dad in the group, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a really good point but, but like so relevant to your life <laughs> yeah yeah and that is true and I've obviously thought about it a lot more <laughs> since becoming a dad mm. which I'm grateful for because I think God allows us to grow in different areas in different ways for some people when they have kids it teaches them to be gentler and uh, you know appreciate more of the, the softness of, of a child right uh, whereas some people he teaches different things. For me, I, I think it was the opposite. I, I think that was already my natural bent. For me, I had to go back the other way. I had to learn how to discipline and be firm, and that that was more what I had to learn by becoming a dad. And mm-hmm. so I, I see the value of that. I, I recognize how much better and happier my family is when I provide that structure for my family to work in as opposed to the times that I don't. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's something that is worth us thinking about. And you don't have to be a dad to provide that for others. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, all, um, we all need to work on that balance, whether we're parents or not. Mm. Because as a, as a man, uh, and, and like you said, as by default a leader, mm. uh, we need to be willing to make those hard decisions. Yeah. Um, life's going to present yeah. plenty of opportunities. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, um, to, to be, be disciplined ourselves in order to be mm. an example yes. when we do mm. discipline our children. Yeah, mm. this is something that has been on my mind a lot lately. That when, uh, particularly of a night when when we're, when I'm putting Seth to bed and I'll, I'll have a hug and we'll have a prayer with him, and this is one of the things that I've started including when I when I pray with him before he goes to bed, and and that is that. He would grow into the man that God wants him to be, but I also, in the prayer, I, I openly recognize that uh, I'm not the perfect role model for that, and I want to be. And uh, mm-hmm. I think when we recognize that we're not there, but we are moving towards that, I think that's where God can actually change us. Mm-hmm. I think one other thing that is related to this uh, is the fact that all of these things that we've been talking about we have to do, if we're going to be godly men, we have to do them in the context of free will. That we mustn't force, 
we mustn't apply force to get the results that we want, even if we think they are the best outcome for the person. I mean, it, it's merely show, um, following God's example. I mean, mm. He has not forced our will at all. Yeah. And in return, mm. we show love. If we force our will, no matter whether it's a good outcome or not, people will resent us for it. Yes. Yeah. Which is ultimately not a good outcome, is it? No. Yeah. No. Mm. Whereas if even if somebody's going down a bad path, you can at least still be there for them. You can still give them support. I mean, that's what our Heavenly Father does for us. Yeah. In, he tells us, don't go down that path. You'll end up um, in a sorry state. But he's still there to clean up after us, to look after us, and to love us in those dark times. Mm. And we should very much follow that example. Mm. So what would you say to a man who thinks that one of the marks of a man is being physically strong and tough and that maybe a bit of bit of brute force isn't such a bad thing? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very easy to think like that, isn't it? Like as as a guy it's easy to think that way, but does God ever use that as his method of salvation? Mm. Does he ever strong arm us into the kingdom? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Doesn't no. happen. Doesn't no. happen. And I think this is the case. There is a place for the use of strength, but the place for the use of strength is not in force. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is where true, uh, tr- being truly a man of a man of God requires us to keep that in check. The strength yeah. that we have should be applied for sure, yeah. but not applied in yeah. that way. It, it it does wonders for protecting, for providing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you should have that um, that physical strength. <laughs> Says the gym man. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was waiting for it. The mark of a man does he lift? I was I was just waiting for Ben to say that. <laughs> Not necessarily. You didn't want to call me out, did you? <laughs> <laughs> now, does that mean that every man should go to the gym and bulk up? No. The... No. Just in it's... case someone comes after the, his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they invented the shotguns he was talking about before. <laughs> but you need to be strong enough to do the things that you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but let me ask you this. What's the motivation for, for the strength? Why do you want the strength? <sighs> to provide yeah, and to protect. The testosterone, you know. <laughs> Makes me feel good. <laughs> it's it, because it's, you it's, love the people that are around yes. you, right? This is, <laughs> this is like righteousness by faith. We're not doing the activity because it... it, it, it in and of itself is the is the objective. The objective is to be the most useful to mm. the people that are around us, for the people that we're serving. And yeah. as leaders, that's the same thing. So yeah. Yeah. being physically healthy, I mean, I'm, obviously we're not simply talking about you know being strong and, and building muscle mass. That's not the point. The point no. is being healthy and being able as much as you're, you are capable of being is good because it allows you to be happier, healthier for longer and serve the people around you with greater yeah. energy. Etc. I mean, that's it, the reason. If you feel absolutely awful, you're, you're, you've weak, you, um, you haven't strengthened your back at all. So it's, it, it's constantly in pain. You're not going to want to help people. No. I mean, yeah. you can barely help yourself and you're going to be grouchy. So you're not going to be providing for your wife's emotional needs. <laughs> So yeah, um, boy, we're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> can, I, can I just come back to the point that I was tra- that I was trying to make before? Actually, wait. Before I do that, because I kind of want to land the plane here. So, does anyone else have anything else they want to say on this topic? Uh, Lift any, if any... you want to. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of things that we we aren't covering, and we recognise this is not a comprehensive yeah. list. So don't no. comment below and say, "Oh, you got it all wrong." <laughs> 
<laughs> we we'd be here for a few more hours if that's the case. This is true. This we'll is go, true. we'll go with Joseph Bates on them. Yeah. yeah. So, but seriously though, is there anything else that you guys want to uh, submit to the conversation? Any other rabbits that need chasing? Uh, when when we talked the first episode about becoming a man, the making of a man, I mentioned that the two sort of contrasting elements to me are strength and gentleness. Mm. And so, again, in my, in this episode where we talk about what really makes a man a man, mm-hmm. I just want to submit again that I believe those two things held um, in tension are the ma- what makes a man mm. uh, a man. If you can be strong mm. and gentle, mm. um, I believe you're living in God's image. Mm. There's another truth paradox. <laughs> yeah. And just to also cycle back to the thing that one of the things that I said at the beginning, and that is about sacrifice. That a mature man is one that will sacrifice himself for the good of others that are around him. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, who did it better, right? <laughs> and that's the that's the model that we're that we all need to be looking toward. Amen. Mm. How come we haven't cited him as the best example in this episode? We just did. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. But at the end. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So with that, we're saving gonna... the best to last. So. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> with that, we're going to leave this one here. Uh, but we will be back for our, our final episode, which is going to be re- really focused on making men. So as uh, how how do we leave a legacy that is worthwhile? So we're going to leave this one here, and we'll catch you guys for the next episode. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list so i would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that if you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet you can go over to itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us so if you want to help us reach those goals please jump in and give us a review the final message that i'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our patreon account now Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.